Hey, sick and wrong. What on earth is wrong with you guys? You cannot remember a single quote from Robocop? Dead or alive, you're coming with me. For fuck's sake, boys, get it together. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Intaro Adun, D. Simon. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> I've been playing a lot of StarCraft. It's something one of the dudes says. Nerd alert. <laughs> uh, that voice in the background over there is uh, Joe. Hello, world. My uh, my old neighbor from the old Sick and Wrong studio building. Uh, he came down to uh, Los Angeles uh, for a visit. And uh, we're just chilling. How, how do you like uh, Southern Cal so far? I love it. Yeah. Anybody yeah. jump out of a building or get pushed out of a window while you're there? Uh, <laughs> no, not recently. Actually, has there been any other uh, murders or I deaths? I did. I, I walked by a murder the other day on on Hyde. God, you know that area, the Tenderloin, is just. I mean, I think when I lived there, I saw two. I've seen two uh, as well. Yeah. Well, you saw you, yeah two. I guess uh, the shooting. The shooting. Was this one on Hyde also a shooting? Uh, I don't know what it was. It was just a typical taped off area, you know, with the, uh, with the, the truck, you know, the, the, just the, the meat, crime scene, called? the meat wagon, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then the crime scene. And, well, actually, and then the, the woman that, that jumped out of the building, uh, across the street. So that's right. three, three dead bodies so three, yeah. in that neighborhood. Yeah. Wow. I know. I'm glad I live on Whitey Island now. <laughs> <laughs> so wackily, uh, I got to apologize for being a little tardy today with the podcast but uh i'm just so grief stricken over the death of newt the polar bear that it, i just had to gather myself this morning Ooh, i told you not to bring it up <laughs> i'm sorry dude i just had to address it you know what i was reading an article about that so newt the polar bear everybody knows newt probably the most famous polar bear in the fucking world um newt oh, died. obviously the most famous polar bear who would else would even be in the running those yeah, co- those coca-cola <laughs> polar bears that aren't even real Fuck yeah, I don't them. think there are already other... I think he's probably one of the most famous animals in the world. But uh, the world fell in love with Newt uh, a few years ago. But now that he's uh, grown up, people kind of forgot about him. But apparently, 600 people watched him croak today. <laughs> and they don't know what happened. He was just swimming around, and then he like turned over like your childhood goldfish and was dead. <laughs> <laughs> it was just floating in the, in the pool. You know, you know what I think it is, actually? I have a couple theories. Uh, what my what first do you theory, think it is, Dr. T. Simon, zoologist? I know about animals, dude. Um, last week, I discussed the sea iguana. This week, I'm going to uh, determine the, the root cause of Newt the polar bear's death. And I think what it is, is Newt was a homosexual polar bear, and he was sad because he wasn't allowed to um, live his gay life. So uh-huh. he ended up uh, just uh, dying of sorrow. He was a closeted Sars? gay polar bear. Oh, sorrow. <laughs> Think well, about that's, it, dude. that's even sadder. Newt, well, More it, sad. you know, well, what happened to Newt is Newt grew up as a kid, and he was—I think he had like this human handler named Thomas, who I think 
handled him in inappropriate ways, handled him more than the public actually saw. Because they, mm. they used to sleep together. Did you remember this? No, really? Yeah, th- th- this guy was really close to this polar bear. So he ended up dying, and I think after that, Newt never uh, but was able to live his life as an adult polar bear. Like, eventually he became too large for human handlers to deal with him, and then uh, they tried to uh, put three polar bears, three female polar bears, in his uh, pen, in his enclosure. Newt was cowering in fear. He hid your on the theory other is side. He really, wanted, he really wanted polar bear cock. I don't know if he wanted polar bear cock or if he wanted human cock. And, uh, polar but, bears have bigger cocks, right? Yeah, but they're like spiny. I think, um, I, I, I think uh, they don't want... He's not into that? I don't think he wanted a spine. It'd tear up his rectum, his polar bear rectum. <laughs> I think maybe he's a to- maybe he's a top. <laughs> he could be. I guess he. But but either way, I think uh, I, I think Newt died of a um, broken homosexual heart. I think um, he was a homosexual bear and he wasn't allowed to live his lifestyle. That's my first theory. My second theory. We did appear. I think he was on the cover of Vanity Fair with Leonardo DiCaprio. Gay. I bet he you dates Lena- a lot of models, but I think I sometimes think when those actors are too into dating like only models that they are covering up their homosexuality. With Leonardo DiCaprio, well, I'm just saying it's kind of gay that Newt the Polar Bear would be on the cover of Vanity Fair with um, Leonardo. Just well, that. you know why, right? Because Leo- Leonardo's very—he's very into the Earth and endangered yeah, species. Probably was. <laughs> so, so my first theory is that uh, he was a homosexual. A closet homosexual polar bear. My second theory is he ate a radioactive penguin from Japan. Mm. Do they have Japans in penguin or <laughs> penguins in Japan? <laughs> um, I think they do somewhere. Um, sea penguins that um, uh-huh. are off the coast of Japan, but I bet they, they do. They have like swimming birds, don't they? Don't they have water fowl yeah. in Japan? Sure. And I think what happened is is uh, they probably imported a penguin, and now there's all this radioactivity seeping into the ocean. And uh, Newt ate the radioactive penguin. That's 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 my second theory. <laughs> Did they import the penguin specifically for food, or was it supposed to be his pal? I bet you they brought him in as like a pal, like just uh, because yeah. Newt obviously couldn't deal with female polar bears because he's gay, and uh-huh. uh, they're like, well, we'll just bring in this penguin, and they can just have this platonic relationship. It was like was the fag bottom. hag of the <laughs> penguin world, <laughs> a power bottom. <laughs> Mustache so bottle. What, what's going on over there in Japan these days? It did did the core reactors in uh, the Fukushima or whatever reactor did it actually explode? Is there radioactivity seeping in the ocean? Do I need to be concerned living in California? I would be concerned. I think you should always be concerned. Yeah, this, just, uh, I, I read the article this morning that officials say that the radiation levels in spinach, and we know how you like spinach, Popeye. <laughs> and milk from farms near the tsunami crippled facility exceeded government safety limits. So by point zero one percent, by five times the limits, they don't uh, feel the need to report that in this article. So there is radioactivity in the which food I think now. is bullshit. Well, people in uh, California or in the West Coast are freaking out. Like uh, their GNC sold out of iodine pills. Um, GNC. Yeah. Didn't he, Jeffrey used to work there? He did. And I bet you Jeff is the, probably the one who's buying the iodine pills. Actually, Jeff's is body is so, I think Jeff's body is filled with so many poisons that I don't think it really matters. He's impervious <laughs> to radioactivity. You're probably right. He's like a superhero in that yeah. way. Um, but, but, but with Japan, I think everybody, I think in the U.S., is, uh, people are pretty scared. I mean, obviously, they're, there's, a, they're, there's like huge concern over it. And Obama addressed the nation's concerns the other day on uh, Thursday. He, like, did he? What did he say? I never listened to anything he says. He's like a pimp. He came out and he was just like, 
We don't need to worry because well, he's it. black. Is that why you're saying he's like a pimp? Come on. No, I, I, I'm just saying he just came out. He was uh, stoic, direct, and just kind of was like it wasn't stoic, but he was direct and just like forceful. He wasn't fucking around. He just came out and was just like, we don't need to be worried about it. I'm out, and then just walked away. I mean, it was like <laughs> he a five brought out the radiation pimp hand. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean he pretty much did. He, he like uh, bitch slapped America's fears. But he's now like, I'm bitch, wondering though, stop uh, acting a fool. Well, I, I got think other what, shit to worry about. I think people are underestimating what might happen here. Do you, do you remember Chernobyl? Yes, I do. It was very tragic. There's a huge plume. Well, so they're, they're water bombing these reactors right now. And I guess the attempts to cool down the stricken reactor at the Fukushima uh, nuclear plant is, is suffering further setbacks because radiation levels are rising rather than falling. And what they're doing is like helicopters are dumping water to try to cool these things, seawater. So and, uh, it's like if, the equivalent of giving the reactor a swirly. <laughs> it doesn't seem very effective. Like a water It's not balloon. effective at all. I think, um, I, I think what's going to end up happening is these reactors are going to explode. Radioactive waste is going to seep into the ocean. I don't know if it's going to come into... Uh, if it's going to come now, are you, are you a veterinary biological sea expert, or are you a nuclear expert now? I'm more of a... Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> Leave it in. Turn off your phone. I thought I shut that phone off. <clears throat> All right, repeat the question here. I don't remember it. <laughs> are you a, are you a are you a veterinary uh, marine biologist expert now, or are you uh, are you putting on your nuclear engineering hat? I don't know anything about uh, nuclear uh, radioactivity, nuclear oh, okay. engineering. Um, I kind of figured you would because you're an engineer. But not really, not. but here's the thing. The, the, what I just said about the spinach, that's like the first line of the article. If you go like three pages down, it says that this guy who's the Secretary of Health in uh, Japan, he says that you'd have to drink the milk for one year and you would consume just as much radiation as if you had a CT scan. For the spinach, if you ate that for one year, it'd be one-fifth of the radiation in a CT scan. They also have some radioactive water. Uh, drinking one liter of water uh, is the equivalent of receiving one eighty-eighth, one over eighty-eight of the radiation that you would get from a chest X-ray. So, I mean, there's minute levels, but people are saying the government exactly. is lying to the people to try to uh, to assuage their fears mm. and ease the panic. And I think it, well, I think it's coming to hysteria, but but. If these n nuclear reactors ended up exploding in radioactive waste, they would have to evacuate that entire area of southern Japan, and it would turn into, like, the town of Chernobyl. I don't think uh -huh. people recall what happened in Chernobyl. Do you remember that? Well, why don't you tell us? It's pretty bad. It's still pretty bad. Isn't, isn't the town just uh, evacuated? Yeah, you can't live there. It's uninhabitable. Um, the disaster was a nuclear accident that occurred in uh, 1986. It's considered the worst nuclear power plant accident in history. I guess the um, I found some statistic here. It said that the uh, nine tons of radioactive material, ninety times as much as the Hiroshima bomb, which uh, people are saying like uh, Japan has never seen a tragedy like the tsunami, but it's like, well, what about uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki? How many people died in that? Do you want expect me to know that off the top? I don't of my know, head. but it wasn't like it was like a eighty thousand people. Yeah, and then the, the U.S. was. Uh, I mean, that was like. They're our ally, you know, our closest ally over there. It's just like, yeah, we bombed the shit out of you people. Well, they fucking Pearl Harbored our ass. Yeah, that's true. They, they shot first, much like Han Solo.
Yeah, they did. They did. So what happened in uh, Chernobyl is this is this, uh, this nuclear meltdown, and um, nine tons of radioactive material were hurled into the sky. Winds over the following days blew northwest, carried fallout into Belarus as well as Russia, Poland, and the Baltic region. The how affected- much of that was? How much of that industrial accident was blamed on vodka? I think the whole. I think that's what it was. It weren't weren't the <laughs> the nuclear scientists just wasted every day? I think all so. Day? I'm gonna I'm gonna say they were. Although um, I was watching, uh, what was it, the Vice Guide to Travel or something, and they, they ended up going to Chernobyl, and they said that, uh, and the whole time the editor and whoever the, the other person was that he was on the, on the trip with, they were drinking like copious amounts of vodka. They said that the people who had alcohol in their system ended up not being uh, poisoned by radioactivity. Oh. For some reason. Like- so they were getting drunk. They felt that uh, if they just get really drunk on vodka, then they're not going to be poisoned by radiation. Right. It's so the, the, the antidote, but it, but it was kind of cool. I mean, they go they go to the town of Chernobyl, and it's just vacant. It's like a ghost town. I mean, no one no one lives there. And now, uh, they <clears throat> I read an article that they are actually um, starting Chernobyl zone tours, which I think we should get in on this. The ground floor in Japan. I but mean, I, I don't guess, think there's that much radiation in Japan. Well, just you wait, Wackerly. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to you might have to do something about that. I, I know. Encourage that more uh, radiation leaks. You just wait and how, see. But... We, we might be able to uh, get in here. But I was reading about this. I would actually do this. This Chernobyl tour actually sounds kind of cool. Really? Yeah. It's uh, ukrainianweb.com slash Chernobyl. Uh, scientists agree that there's no risk of the sarcophagus of the, uh, the, the reactors here exploding. But the status of the estimated 180 tons of radioactive material trapped inside the nuclear power plant is still unclear. You know, in that movie, The Mummy, when they go to like loot the pyramid, they also say that there's no chance of the sarcophagus opening and the mummy coming out trying to kill you. So, what are I you saying that, that there's like uh, mutant Russian freaks just drunk on vodka roaming? Whenever there's like- a whenever there's a sarcophagus involved, I usually just stay away, unless it's in a museum or something. Even well, then, I'm a little I'm a little worried. It's only a hundred and forty dollars for five to seventeen vid- visitors. Hundred well, hundred forty bucks a piece. To go on uh, this Chernobyl tour, and you arrive. Is there in vodka the... served? Is it what? Uh, you know, is there vodka they... served? Inclusive? I wonder if they uh, they must include. I think they, don't, don't Russians have vodka for everything? Mm. I think so. Like as soon as a baby like is born, like slips out of the vagina, it's just like vodka IV, vodka and caviar. Yeah, I think that's pretty I'm much down with it. that. I think that's all they eat over there. Well, but, borscht. Uh, so don't you arrive the in the in the town of Chernobyl. You go to the village of uh, Leliyov, and then um, you go to the dead ghost town of uh, Pripyat. And, uh, yes. And, and then you stop nearby the Red Forest, and this is where I think the tour gets interesting, because in the Vice Guide, the only reason they went to Chernobyl is to track the mutant boars that live in this forest. It's like this really dark, thick forest that just has all these mutant animals. Yeah. Um, you go to the, uh, the, the control point, you return to Kiev. Like, so it's an all day tour of, uh, Chernobyl. All right. Just get to when, when you meet the Russian whores. Okay? <laughs> That's all I'm interested in. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think we should move into the ground floor here and get in on this in Japan while the getting's good. Okay. We, I mean, I think, I think we could, uh, well, it's, it's a Southern town, so we probably would need boat tours and you just, what they need to do is they don't need to evacuate the island. They need to sequester that area of Japan. So anybody mm-hmm. who is living there has, is forced to stay there. And uh, yeah, okay, they might mutate. 
Something might well, happen. Well, yeah, they, ha- they have to stay there and become more mutated. So their only economy is going to be based on tourism and, you know, people pointing, calling them freaks. Well, we could throw, like, bales of rice or something over them to, so they can eat. But, yeah, I think they need to build a wall to sequester that area. I mean, I know they're evacuating people, but if they're already poisoned by radioactivity, just leave them there and just let them develop into a different race. Like the X-Men. It's like a leper colony for... Yeah, but it's like a radioactive colony. And so then what we'll do is we will um, buy some boats, some pontoon boats, and just go on the pontoon boats around the the colony and just we can we can look at them. I mean, we could charge like 150 bucks. I'm I glad mean, you said of all the boats, pontoon is my favorite variety. <laughs> I, do, I do love a nice pontoon boat ride, actually. It's very relaxing. <laughs> Are those seaworthy? Because I've only ever been on one on like a lake or a river. You know, I'm not an authority on uh, the buoyancy of the pontoon. <laughs> if, um, if, 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 if there's a question about an animal, like a marine animal, I can answer okay. that. Well, we'll get a really good pontoon boat that we'll make sure it's like can ride the waves. What I like about the pontoon boat is that there's usually like a big deck that we could fit like 15 people on there. Because we could charge 150 bucks a piece to look at the Japanese mutant freaks. But now, the one will we thing- be serving sake? Yeah, maybe maybe vodka because <laughs> we're gonna buy these boats from Russia, <laughs> <laughs> and we will have whores on board. It's going to be a it's a sick and wrong tour. Whores on board the sick and wrong <laughs> nuclear disaster tour. Are you gonna be the whores on board? Are you gonna Fuck be the yeah, captain? I'm gonna be the captain. You're Gilligan, motherfucker. <laughs> I'll be Gilligan. You can be the captain, Joe. I'll um, be the uh, rear admiral. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, that works. That works. I, I just think I just think there's some money making opportunities. So before we end up like watering, I think we should just stop. We should cease trying to avoid a nuclear meltdown. Let right. nature take its course. Let what happen will happen. Let fate decide what will happen, and let sick and wrong capitalize off this opportunity. That's all I got to say. I don't think a, me- a meltdown is different than the explosion. Meltdown is just where it gets really hot and it like sinks into the core of the earth. Yeah, you, you thought, want like a Chernobyl style explosion. Well, I thought that's what's going to happen. I thought these reactors are going to just overheat and they're going to explode. Well, they're trying to make them not overheat. So what? What I want is just let them let nature take its course. Let let uh, let fate decide what will happen in Japan, and then once the the explosion does happen, just wall off those people, like build a huge yeah. wall, leave them over there, and then we can uh, we can see what happens. Wall them in, Casco Montalado style. So this is episode uh, 269 here, uh, Wackerly of uh, Sick and Wrong. Quick, 269. 269, you know. <laughs> do you remember when we initially started the show? What did we say we are going to do 300 episodes? Something like that? I don't remember starting the show. <laughs> <laughs> you don't no. remember yesterday. I remember vaguely what happened yesterday. The events are shady. Yeah. They're hazy. Hazy at best. Well, quick recap of last week's show, episode 268. We did three listener stories here. Uh, the first one was a tale of the headless premature baby. Uh, number two is the uh, bag of onions torture. And uh, number three is a story about a granny rapist, but a considerate uh, elderly rapist. Um, it was a close call. Granny actually. and grandpa. Yeah. Actually, yeah. He, was, uh, he, he um, raped both sexes of the elderly. Uh, he's an opportunist. Uh, it was a close call between uh, listener one and listener three. And listener one, the tale of the headless preemie, ended up uh, winning episode 268. So congratulations there, listener one. You won Sick and Wrong episode 268. And you do get a care package. 
People, you know the way sick and wrong works. Wanker and I present the most disturbing news items of the week. Audience votes. And a winner does get the coveted sick and wrong care package. Uh, people, you know, uh, you can always submit your sick and wrong stories at sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can submit them via Facebook to uh, either me or Wankerly, and you can also not submit me. them through the sick <laughs> If you submit it to me, forum. it will not be read. <laughs> <laughs> we got some good stories uh, this week. Before we get to that, quick word from our sponsor, one of our sponsors, Audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of audio spoken entertainment, information, and educational programming. Content from Audible is downloaded and played back on personal computers, CDs, or an iPod player. I love reading that line. They I actually give they me this any, copy. They might read. have some technical manuals on, you know, nuclear fission, fusion, and energy, and uh, you know, power production. Do you think they have um, manuals about how to to steer a pontoon boat? Because you're going to have to learn Probably. that. Probably right, seaworthiness. Make, the seaworthiness of a pontoon boat. It'd be yeah. We're going to have to. You know, maybe we could do something like this. We could do houseboat tours too. I don't. I'm not into houseboats. Yeah, but you could spend the night on a houseboat. A pontoon boat would be too cold to spend the night on. We'll have sleeping bags. I guess we could do that. I don't know. What, what do you and think, hammocks, Rear Admiral? And hammocks like the skipper and little buddy. <laughs> I don't know if I want to spend the night on a boat in a sleeping bag with a Rear Admiral. I don't know. Hey, don't knock it until you try. It. Okay. Anyway, Audible has over a thousand science and tech titles, eleven hundred science fiction fantasy titles, and one title about pontoon boats. So uh, get your free audiobook download when you sign up for a trial today. Audiblepodcast.com slash diddle. Uh, so Wackerly, yeah. I say uh, we kick off episode two sixty nine with the first listener submission. <laughs> Uh, this first story here was sent in by Michelle. She writes, did Dee's brother Jeff ever do this to Dee's gerbils? You know, actually, I never owned a gerbil. What about a hamster? I did own a hamster, and that's what this story is about. It's the same thing, except it has a short tail. No, ger- gerbils, actually, what? gerbils are quite a bit different. <laughs> 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 you know, what is the difference between a gerbil and... They're smaller, right? Gerbils much smaller. They fit, they fit uh, better... <laughs> they fit better into the, the spinning the wheel. Right. <laughs> okay, they, they have more of like an aerodynamic nose. I think that's what it is. Uh-huh. Whereas a gerbil has like they're rounder, they're whiskers. Actually, I dynamic. Had, <laughs> I had several pet ham. I never had a gerbil, but I had several pet hamsters, and I had a guinea pig in one time. Which I think those are the worst pet anyone can ever have. Did you ever have a in guinea some pig? country they eat them? No, no, I never have. They're disgusting, foul rodents. They're it's. Yeah, and and the worst thing about those guinea pigs, they're nocturnal. So during the day, they'll just sleep, and then all night, they're running around their cage, like, pounding on... I thought it would be cool to have a guinea pig. I don't know why. I was, like, 11, and I thought it would be cool. (laughs) Like, I thought my friends would be like, dude, I'm going to come over and check out your guinea pig. No one cared. I mean, really, it's just a gross, disgusting, smelly pet, and they shit all the time. And, uh, yeah, it was terrible. I ended up giving it away to uh, this poor kid that lived on the block, and he sold it for 50 bucks. Wow. I never forgave him for that. Anyway. Well, uh, did you have all the tubes and the habit trails and all that stuff? You can't do that with gerbil or the guinea pig. They're too big. Well, you said you had hamsters also. What about the wheel? No, for uh, hamsters, yeah. We had, the, we had like, uh, like a hamster city set up. Like with, uh, uh-huh. I mean, me and my sister had uh, three different hamsters. Um, my brother, I, I think my brother had a couple gerbils, actually. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know whatever happened to my brother's turtles. They just seem to disappear somewhere. Yeah, we smell like shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, this pet hamster here is beaten and killed by a 19-year-old Brooklyn woman named Monique Smith. A bizarre family feud left two hamsters dead and a teen behind bars after a clash in Brooklyn. So Monique came to... She's 19, mind you. She came to her Bushwick apartment to find her pet hamster, Princess Stephanie, dead. She immediately blamed her older brother, Aaron, who's 25. Uh, she mm-hmm. accused him of killing the cuddly creature by kicking an exercise ball in which the pet was playing. You know, I think 19 and 25, you're too old for hamsters. Well, he's 25. It's not his hamster. It's hers. 19. Maybe no, she had it since old. she was little. I think hamsters don't live that long. Hamsters live like a year. <laughs> not if you take good care of them. <laughs> Did you ever have a hamster? I did. It died very shortly. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, did you ever have a hamster? I had two dribbles, and I forgot to feed them for a couple of days, and the one dribble ate the other one. <laughs> it's really sad. Carnivorous what did you do dribble. to the one that lived? Uh, and then I just let it loose outside, which I'm, <laughs> which, you know, I'm, I'm sure it didn't know how to. Yeah, but once it had a taste for flesh, you just let a rabid. Oh, dri- you know, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Did you so, put uh, him on a, the back of a donkey like in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? <laughs> <laughs> like Gulag on the hamster? Yeah, Gulag him. Uh, authorities said the angry sister was so upset at her brother that she retaliated by slamming his hamster, Sweetie, to the ground. She then attempted to pull the hamster's whiskers out with her fingers and then crush the hamster with her hand in front of her three younger uh, siblings. Oh, that's not good. That's a bit excessive if you think about it. Um, all her older brother did was kick an exercise ball that the hamster was in. And, uh, you know, he, he probably died from the trauma from that. But this woman just, uh, she tortured the thing. I mean, how do you just She's crush sadistic. It? Yeah, no, she's a sadistic beast. Uh, finally, she tossed the bloodied four-ounce pet into the street outside the family home. That prompted one of her horrified younger siblings to contact the ASPCA their humane law enforcement <laughs> unit, and turn her sister in. Uh, the mother of the, um, of the, of the uh, accused here says, I did not like the hamsters, but I didn't want them to get killed. So apparently the mother um, was kind of indifferent. But uh, Good I'm, to hear from the mother on it, this one. It's, it's this great really quote. I'm glad they included the, uh, the, the, this quote in the story here. So Monique is being held in lieu of a $1,000 bail. Um, she's uh, being held for one count of felony animal cruelty. Seriously? Yeah. $1,000. $1,000. For a hamster. She faces up to two years in prison and a $5,000 fine if convicted. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> two years in prison for a dead hamster? Come on. And here's my favorite part of the story. Authorities couldn't agree Wednesday if the first hamster homicide was intentional. Um, they claim <laughs> Homicide? <that> this- <laughs> they didn't say homicide in the article. They say the first hamster homicide was intentional. This is the uh, Law and Order Special Hamster Unit that came out for it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever see that? uh, Law and Order Hamster Unit is actually one of my favorite. It's it's better than the Special Victims Unit, which Uh I actually found a bit misleading. When I first saw that, I thought it was about retarded people. It's not. It's about like... Special uh, People's Unit? I thought it was like Special Victims. I thought the victims were like, you know, people were going out and like killing retarded people. And they're not. I've actually never watched a show. What is so special about the victims anyways? (laughs) It's just They're sexually it's, molested. Yeah, it's like special um, cases of uh, like murder or uh, rape. So, there, so that implies that there's a normal murder victim unit. 
I think there's just like the law and order unit, and then there's a special victims unit. But I, I mean, d- doesn't it sound that the name, the title is misleading? Well, I'd just be annoyed if I was murdered and they and they just stuck me in the normal victims unit. Like, but you're not retarded. <laughs> well, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, so the Law and Order Special Hamster Unit couldn't decide whether the first murder was a homicide or not. Uh, the suspect's mother said her daughter kept putting off going to court because she was pregnant. Since Do then they know had... what the homo means in homicide? <laughs> Where are these people getting their, their detective education at? I don't know. Clearly not learning Latin. No, definitely, definitely not. Yeah. Um, the ASPCA assistant director here say, said pets are precious to people. And unfortunately, sometimes when people want to lash out, they direct their anger to a treasured pet. They accuse Have you ever been mean to somebody's pet? You know, I'm, I wouldn't do that. I you would not transfer my anger to a defenseless animal. You never thrown a cat? I, I guess I have, but that was my animal. Yes, <laughs> I've seen you try and stomp your cat with your fucking Doc Martin boot on. Tibor was a horrible well, Tibor was too quick for you. Tibor was a horrible You know, it was a love-hate relationship that we had. Right. And then I tried to stuff them in the hamster wheel. Do they have a cat wheel? <laughs> they should. <laughs> they should. They really should. So on the sick and wrong star scale, the only reason I'm going to give this such a high score, because I think hamsters are kind of expendable. Who really cares? You just go buy another yeah. one for, what, a buck twenty-five over at Walmart? It's like a thumbtack. Yeah, or paperclip. Yeah. But, um, or like goldfish. You know, it's like right. They're a rodent equivalent of a goldfish. And, but the fact that she tortured this animal in front of... Of her brother and sister. You'll never forget that. No. You never will. And now they're going to look at her and be like, she's just this vicious, hamster-killing woman. Mm. So I'm going to give this a Well, now they just know she's a cunt. Maybe it's a good thing, you know? Possibly. I hope she does some time. I'm going to give this a (laughs) 4.25. I'll give it a three and a half. I would would increase it a half a point if she actually does any jail time, because that's ridiculous. Where's your compassion, Wackerly? Obviously, you care for a hamster. hamster. You got no love. No, I I do care very little. You would not be allowed on the Law and Order Special Hamster Unit. All right, what do you have here for episode two sixty nine? This one was sent in by Peter, and he says they couldn't resist. Uh, two gamblers who miraculously survived a catastrophic uh, brush with death aboard a Chinatown casino bus in New York City climb back aboard the same company's bus only hours later for another ter- trip to the gambling tables. <laughs> Gotta get back on the horse. <laughs> Did you hear about this bus crash? I read uh, something about it last week. 14 people died in this bus crash, right? They were going off to one of these uh, these Indian casinos, Feather Indian in uh, in the east coast or outside of new york it's called mohegan sun i think you um, know I, I think a lot of people in uh in foreign like in uh england and uh foreign countries here don't understand how the casinos work because i mean aren't you allowed to gamble anywhere in europe whereas the u.s i don't think so i mean they have monaco right yeah but i thought you could just gamble i, I thought gambling was legal Well, why there. wouldn't why wouldn't you hear about more casinos in the uk then all right, maybe maybe not, but I don't know. Maybe, I don't know the U.S. has weird gambling restrictions. Like in Indiana, you can only or in Chicago too. In Illinois, you can only gamble on a boat. So it's like they yeah. have these floating international waters casinos. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. I think same with New Orleans is they have these boat casinos. But in California and actually all over the U.S., 
because we screwed the Indians, the Feather Indians so bad, we're like, here, dude, you guys can gamble. You guys can have casinos. Well, they're not ga- – yeah, they, they, they own the casino. They're not gambling. They're raking in the money. Oh, they make a ton of cash, man. too. The white man comes in, the pale face, and I've, spends all his money gambling. I had a friend in high school that was a Chippewa, or a quarter Chippewa. And so uh-huh. right when he graduated high school, he got $18,000 from the government. And now he has this like IT job, you know, fixing slot machines or something at uh-huh. the casino. And the guy makes like $120,000 a year. Oh, yeah. It's Works good. like three days a week. It's good money if you got some, if you got some engine blood in you. Dude, all they got were blankets covered in smallpox. Isn't that big of a fucking deal? We if gave you them survived whiskey. that. We gave them whiskey. Get... Isn't that, the, you know, shouldn't they be thankful for that? The fire water? Yeah, I think they have a big problem with alcoholism <laughs> in, in the Native American community now because of that. Wow. Not so much of the small Wah. Cry babies. Uh, one of these guys, Bernan- Bernardo Garcia, he's a 50 year old cook from Brooklyn. His friend, Miguel Aquino, was actually one of the 14 people killed in the horrific 5.30 a.m. bus crack-up. But he says that he thinks, this is a quote, I'm the kind of person that believes when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. (laughs) And so that's why he went back to the casino, because it wasn't his time to go yet. There's another guy, Theodore Theodore Radulescu. Do this one in a Chong voice. Now, this guy is in a, I am from Eastern Europe. I, I am a 55-year-old cook from the Bronx, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what fucking accent that was. I was trying to do the guy from That's Grand Theft Auto Italian, 4. Actually. Now, what's the guy from Grand Theft Auto 4 sound like? He's a Serbian or something. Uh, he did the, basically the same thing. He, uh, he was still dressed in his medical gown and bloody socks. He ran back home to get a change of clothes and then ran by, right, by, right back to the bus tour to uh, go back to C- C- Connecticut's Mohegan Sun Casino. He says, when the bomb goes off, it doesn't go off again in the same spot. <laughs> <laughs> that guy just it's really likes true. to gamble. Yeah. So what, what Sometimes happened the, the bus, bomb goes off in the same spot. Was the bus driver like drunk or something? Did he wrap the bus around two poles or something? Uh, they think that he fell asleep. He says that he was swerving to avoid a, a big rig tractor trailer that almost clipped him. Um, but then they found the big rig tractor tra- trailer driver in question. He was like, that didn't come anywhere near that guy. Uh, they think he fell asleep. The thing, the bus went over on its side. You know, obviously it's snowy and icy yeah, out there yeah. still. And then these, it like ran into a, a light pole, which, which sheared through like three quarters of the bus. <laughs> And it so, was all senior citizens on this bus? No, it was like, you know, a combination. Would you call a 50-year-old guy a senior citizen? I mean, I think it was like oh, hardcore okay. gamblers and, and fit, you know, sort of middle-aged to upper middle age people. Old people love the nickel slots. Yeah. They really so, do. And one of the guys, I think is Bernardo, says that, you know, seeing all those bodies, bruises all over their faces, the pole went, white, went right through everyone in the head. There was screaming. I can't even describe it. I saw arms cut off. They said one man lost both arms, which is pretty r- ridiculous, right? <laughs> Not only did you get one arm cut off, but both arms cut off by the pole. Five people lost just one arm. God, I'm picturing like a Sam Raimi-type Evil Dead sort yeah. of scenario here. Just blood Completely. spraying on everything. I'll swallow your soul. <laughs> Radulescu, the Eastern European guy, he actually had lost he lost sixty five dollars playing video poker and jacks are better the night of the crash, and he says the crash haunts him still. He woke up and he was slammed into the window. 
Uh, but despite the troubling memories after his discharge from St. Barnabas, Radulescu said he went back for more. I'm not the kind of guy to be scared, he said. You'd, you'd think that, uh, that, that this type of, um, this, this, what happened here, this type of disaster would cure your gambling addiction. Don't you think? Or maybe take a night You'd off. think, but it won't. No, apparently uh, the gambling addiction is so strong that they're just like, you know what? doesn't matter that we saw a bunch of people mutilated in this bus accident. We're going back to the casino after. On the same yeah, and the I, same well, I don't know if I yeah, I don't know if I read this part, but like they, one of these guys, I can't remember which, maybe both. They feel like the fact that they survived this horrific crash unscathed means that they're on a lucky streak, and that's why they need to go back to the casino and take advantage of their lucky, you know, moment. You know, they they might have a point there, though. I, I, I kind of I kind of uh, feel that way too. I have those sentiments sometimes where it's like if if something unexpected. You have some unexpected amount of luck or something really bad happens to you. I feel that that's when you should play the lottery because your luck might turn around. So have you ever won the lottery? No. But I, so shut the fuck I, up. I've won as a scratch-off tickets. I won $25 one time. Wow. Do you sing that. in your head, everything's coming up, Simon? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying if, uh, if I was on a bus going to one of these casinos – and uh, and something like that happened. I don't. I think I would take like a few months off from gambling. I think I'd be affected by that. Yeah, my hats or off maybe to just these guys. Yourself, and, not not ride the bus. No, I, you know, I, I think my hats option. off to these guys for going straight back to the casino, back on the horse. Like I'm going to start gambling again. You know, maybe maybe <laughs> this, maybe the maybe this because they survived this. You know, they'll win some money uh, on the video poker. I don't know if you noticed, but both of these guys are cooks. One's a cook in the in Brooklyn, and the other one's a cook in the Bronx. And I bet you they do a lot of that throwing craps in the back alley by the dumpster behind the restaurant, don't you think? Playing a game of dice? Yeah. I, be- I bet you they probably With yeah. all the dishwashers and, you know, the faggy waiter that also has a gambling problem. And... Yeah, I bet you they probably do. Well, so on the yeah. sick and wrong star scale here, just because of the sheer horror of it all, 14 people died, and they didn't just die. I mean, it's not like the bus just drowned. You know, they didn't drown It was a horrific crack-up, as the article says. Exactly. I think the fact that it was, uh, there was so much violence, it was ghastly to see uh, the, you know, limbs, people being torn asunder here. Did the, driver, did the driver survive unscathed? He is unscathed. Although, he, they looked into his, uh, you know, they said he wasn't drunk, he took a drug test, but they looked into his past, and I guess he has, like, a manslaughter conviction from many years back and some other things that he he's been in prison for like nine or ten years drunk, never drunk in his past <laughs> yeah drunk driving <laughs> but he wasn't drunk this time so we think i'm giving this a five star really yeah 14 could it, you imagine being on this bus and surviving that just coated in people's blood this is like it sounds like evil dead it, do, it does sound pretty bad i guess i'll give it a five too i mean i it, they're lucky that it's uh, cold out because they can keep the smell down when they clean it all up. What do you think, Joe? I give it a five star. Five star. Yeah. Do you ever go to any of those? Do you ever go to any of those Indian casinos? I, I have. I've been to Mohegan Sun. You've actually been to that casino? And, uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of Asians. <laughs> <laughs> what about Foxwoods? That's another one up there. That's, that's the other one. They're pretty close to yeah. each other. Yeah. I actually saw. Um, well, no, I was at Mohegan Sun. I saw the village people. <laughs> <laughs> And we didn't pay. They were just playing. Maybe, maybe, nice. uh, did, maybe they—they're the ones who uh, rescued your gerbil. You know what? You know, that's uh, something know. to think about. <laughs> <laughs> do they still wear the same outfits, or do oh, they? Oh yeah, they do. They're a little bit heavier. A little bit on the heavier <laughs> side, but <laughs> just a little bit. 
wasn't one of the guys like dressed up as the dude who climbs up the telephone pole? I don't even That's, think that, that, was that job Blue. exists anymore. <laughs> I remember <laughs> the construction worker. Actually, there's yeah. an Indian, a feather Indian in the village. People, right? Right. Well, it was minus one guy. I think one of them died or something. The feather Indian, uh, or the Leatherman, probably. The Leatherman. Yeah. No, Leatherman was there. Yeah, I'm sure it was probably AIDS. You know, what was funny about the village people was back then, like when that, that band was popular, I had no idea those guys were gay. I thought those guys were really cool. Well, you were like four years old, but the crazier no, thing but even is like I think... ten. But I, I, the crazier thing is I think adults back then didn't think that they were gay either. Just thought they were cool. And apparently the, the U.S. Navy didn't think they were gay. Well, did, you, did you think He-Man was gay when you were a kid? He-Man's not gay, Joe. Get out of my yeah. house. Do not talk <laughs> shit on He-Man on our fucking podcast. Dude, he fucked the shit out of, uh, what's her Shira? name? Tila. Shira. No, Shira was his sister, yo. That's gross. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know That's too gross. much about He-Man there, Mr. Grayskull. Ring, 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 banana phone. Ring, 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 banana phone. Are you drunk? Are you horny? Call. The Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Ring, 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 banana phone. Ring, 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 The third story here for episode 269 was sent in by Brian. Brian says, this guy is wackily in about two years. Nice. So let's see here. Jeffrey Maxwell. I can't wait to hear how cool I'm going to be. <laughs> It's nice that people think so highly of you. Uh, Jeffrey Maxwell kept the kidnapped woman in his torture chamber. He might have killed his wife as well. Uh, he confessed to stringing up his victim on a homemade deer skinning rack, then lifting her into the air so he could rape her. Uh, meanwhile, the Bring family on. of another missing woman fears that uh, he may have taken her as well. So I guess uh, uh, earlier this month, an unnamed 62-year-old woman went missing from her home in Parker County, Texas. Two days later, her house mysteriously burned to the ground. At first, police had no idea what happened, um, and they described the, the woman as a recluse who, very, who rarely left her home. Then the neighbors tipped them off to Jeffrey Allen Maxwell. And you notice it's, if it's a serial killer, they always have to have three names. And three first names. Well, yeah, I guess Maxwell is a first name as well. Yeah, they they tend they tend to. Bundy's not a first name. Well, it's not a universal law. It's just an <laughs> indication. What I don't get about this guy is, I guess maybe he's into older chicks, but don't you think if you're going to choose someone to rape and string up on your deer skin victim, she'd be younger than 62? Hey, everybody has their thing. Different strokes to rule the world. Different strokes here. So Jeffrey Allen Maxwell used to live across the street from this woman. And neighbors say he badly wanted a relationship with her. But they describe him as a crude, coarse, a crude and coarse man, um, and as well as being a very perverted individual. Uh, he's the crude kind of and, man... Crude and coarse for the middle of Texas? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty crude and coarse. <laughs> he's the kind of man who apparently shot dogs for fun. So oh, the woman boy. did not want a relationship with him. Isn't that just like... Isn't that a pastime? A lot of people play Frisbee. Um, you know, like up here in, uh, you know, in uh, California, a lot of people play Frisbee. In Texas, they shoot dogs. Do a lot of play people play, play Frisbee in California? I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, they do. Hacky sack and Frisbee. Sack and, um, uh, devil sticks. Oh, yeah. Hacky sack, of course. And devil sticks. <laughs> that, devil people st don't play devil <laughs> sticks. Did you ever own a pair of devil sticks? Uh, no. 
D was quite the master back in uh, the late 90s. Dude, you know, I'm, I'm no stranger to a hacky circle, a hacky ring, as we used to call it. You know, it was like vagina bait if you went out to, like, you know, the park and broke those things out, right? Better than a puppy. Your dreadlocks, your Lollapalooza shirt, a little bit of hacky sack. You'd be walking home with some hippie ass. <laughs> uh, neighbors apparently had seen Jeffrey Maxwell's car the night of the fire, and so detectives went to his home in Corsicana, Texas, with a warrant to search the car. Uh, he met detectives outside his home. He said he knew nothing about the missing woman. But then all of a sudden, the woman ran out of his house screaming, I'm here, I'm here. And uh, This was after she'd been strung up on the deer thing? Apparently, he didn't string her up too tight because she got Ooh. out. And, I guess uh, I kind of assumed the stringing up on the deer rack meant that like a hook was put through her spine, but not really. No, I think uh, she was she was living. I, he apparently had beaten her with a rolling pin, um, oh. but uh, she was just bound. The 1950s method of abusing your husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like reversed it on her. Um, yeah. But but the, but this is a classic case of someone not using the correct knot. You know, not not the correct type of uh, binding uh, rope. I mean, I think it's like if you're going to <laughs> if you're going to go to the if you're going to go. To the extreme of actually creating a bondage room with like restraints and a secret room where you're going to have a torture chamber. You might as well know yeah. how to tie up your victim. Yeah, at least go to audible.com and buy the rope tying book. That's a good audiobook. use for audible.com because you could listen to that on your iPod player and then realize, okay, now this is how I'm going to bind my, uh, my, my victim here. Although it's really hard to learn how to tie knots from an audio book because there <laughs> won't be any diagrams, right? <laughs> How often does it ever happen with police where they actually go on this routine search or routine uh, question, you know, interrogation? And then as soon as they're like sitting there talking to the guy, a victim runs out screaming. I bet you that happens very rarely. Very rarely. But in Texas, all the time. Yeah, maybe in Texas all the time when they're not shooting dogs. Yeah. Um, So Maxwell had, uh, yeah, kidnapped the woman and uh, he had taken her to a secret room in his house where she was bound, raped and tortured. Uh, apparently, police described his house as a house of horrors. He had a bed equipped with chains and leather restraints. There were sexual devices and a winch used to string up animals. Uh, Maxwell confessed to raping and kidnapping the woman, but claimed someone else paid him to make her go away. He just wouldn't say who. <laughs> so he also <laughs> defrauded somebody out of money. <laughs> Do you really think someone, somebody somebody paid him to murder her, and he was like, "Oh, I'll take care of it." You're gonna murder her, right? Oh, I said I'll take care of it. <laughs> and really, he's just fucking her in his garage after getting paid, you know, thousands of dollars. Um, he confessed to these Texas Rangers. I wonder if it was uh, Chuck Norris here. I bet Let's you Chuck. Hope. Yeah, I think Chuck Norris. Uh, a Chuck Norris interrogation always ends up with um with a with a conviction. Uh, he confessed to, to Texas Ranger. He kidnapped the woman at gunpoint, then drove her 100 miles to his home in Corsicana, Texas. He kept her in his garage where he had a homemade deer skinning rack. It allowed him to string the woman up and hoist her off the ground so he could rape her. I don't understand. Was she upside down? I don't think so. She's like strung up by her, uh, you know, with her arms behind her back. Okay, so come on, you know how this works. <laughs> I'm just—I mean, I thought they would like—he would tie her up by. Her, I just don't understand why would he need to string her up to rape her. I'm just sick of playing games with you, D. Just put your <laughs> arms behind your back every time we got to go through this. <laughs> so after uh, he was arrested, they looked into his history, found out that uh, they, they believe he might have killed his wife 19 years ago. 
Martha Martinez Maxwell drew the attention of detectives in 1987 when she was found along a road in uh, Oklahoma with her throat slit. All she remembered was that her husband had duct taped and tortured her in a bedroom and then drugged her. Wait, her throat was slit, but then she's remembering things? So she didn't die? She, she didn't dead? die. No, she didn't die oh, from that. Jesus uh, Christ. Maxwell, her husband, was arrested at the time, but instead of testifying... But she talks like this now. <laughs> <laughs> instead of testifying, Martha took their son and fled to Mexico. Um, uh, he claimed that she just simply disappeared. He claimed she ran away. So he was never charged with that murder, but now they're opening it up again. Apparently, his victim here, who uh, ended up surviving the raping and the deer skinning, uh, on the deer skinning rack, she's now staying in a shelter for battered woman. But just she has a hell of a story. Wow. On the sick and wrong star scale, um, you know, this guy, uh, I mean, this is a, a horrific case of abuse. He's a brutal, brutal deranged, sexual psychopath. He's definitely a psychopath. And uh, it's, there's not a doubt in my mind that he probably murdered his woman or his wife uh, 20 years ago. I'm going to give this uh, five stars as well. Yeah, five. This would be a special victims unit case, not hamster unit, victims unit, special victims unit. Special Texan victims unit, Odessa. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if, if uh, I don't think this woman is retarded, but she might have been. That's when you call the special victims unit. What do you think, well, Joe? Well, how do you tell when you're in Texas? Five, five stars, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, people, uh, you can decide who won episode 269 here at Sick and Wrong. Go vote. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. Well, actually, we got a few phone calls to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, but before we get to that, here's a word from adamandeve.com. It's butt plug month on adamandeve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So um, one of the phone calls that uh, we received is actually a review of a product that was purchased at adamandeve.com. Here's call number one. Okay. Ian Lance, what's up? This is Rob from uh, South Bend, Indiana, the fucking asshole of the Midwest. I thought that was cool. Anyway, I've been listening to the show for, God, like three fucking four years now. I've listened to every episode at least fucking twice. <laughs> anyway, huge fan of the fucking show. And uh, I've got a little uh, review for you, com. Two years ago, bought my girlfriend, uh, I think it was a Blue Dolphin Vibrator. Worked wonders, right? So I decided, that was two years ago, I'll upgrade. So I went to admin.com, put in Dill, and I got this uh, really, I don't know, awesome, I guess, uh, rotating <laughs> G-spot vibrator. I like how he calls it awesome. <laughs> I like how he calls it awesome, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he re- he really went, I guess, well, I mean, I guess if he uh, sees his girlfriend use it, he could tell. Yeah, or he's just like, well, she seems to enjoy it, but then again, I don't really give a fuck if she gets <laughs> off or not, so whatever. <laughs> See what happens. And uh, I didn't tell her I got it for her, but I uh, blindfolded her, kind of put the handcuffs on. Jesus, is this the guy from deer the... Skinning rack? <laughs> Is this the guy from the previous story that we just did? So Drugged her a little bit. I drugged her a little bit, hung her from the deer skinning rack. It was just like, baby, surprise. Some girls like that sort of thing. Yeah. Take charge. She was wet, ready to go. 
and I uh, just kind of snuck it up on her, right? I'm sure she loves the fact that you're calling this into a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Revealing the intimate details of your sex life, but that's cool. Come to find out, dude, my girlfriend is a squirter. We've been together for six years, and uh, yeah, apparently she can squirt, which is awesome, but at the same time makes me kind of feel like shit because my pathetic little Jewish cock uh, has never done that. But uh, hey, Adam and Eve got the job done for me, so keep it sick, keep it wrong, diddle, half off, free shipping, and uh, <laughs> you know, the free package that you need to shit. All right, take it easy, faggot. Well, um, um, mazel tov there. <laughs> I've never been with a squirter. Or, but like he says, maybe I've been with a squirter, but I just haven't ever made her squirt. You know, I'm, I think I've, I've heard from uh, people that all girls can squirt. Like every girl is a squirter. They say they're not, but they just haven't had the proper stimulation in order to squirt. The massive orgasm? I don't. That's depressing to me. I don't know. I don't think I've, you know, I, I personally, actually, um, I've heard that girls can squirt from being on top. Have you ever been with a squirter, Joe? No, not, th- not to my knowledge. You know, I feel sorry for this guy's sheets because that's the problem with squirters. It's like it, you ruin your sheets. Or oh, you sleep on rubber sheets. I guess you could get some. <laughs> do, do, you, does any, do, you, do you sleep on rubber sheets? <laughs> I wear rubber back. pants to bed. Um, <laughs> I wonder if uh, Adam and Eve actually sells, you know, rubber sheets. For this type of activity, maybe it doesn't doesn't it make you feel bad? I mean, women are so fucked because they could be like, "I think I had an orgasm." Have you ever had an orgasm? Yeah, I've had orgasms before. But you haven't had a real orgasm. You never <laughs> squirted. Like guys don't have to worry about this shit. Do you ever squirt? Every time, bitch. <laughs> Every time I squirt, I know what's going on. I know what I'm doing. But don't you think if you were a girl? You would, that would be your goal. It's like, well, I want to squirt now. I mean, not every time, but I would definitely try to find ways. I would stick like pineapples up there, lamp posts, anything. I could try to figure out how to make myself squirt. Because if you know right. you could if do you it, could, but if you couldn't do it, you would just constantly be bothered by it, right? I would. I guess, but I mean, I'd make it my goal to do it. I would try every different kind of vibrator I could possibly find. Girls can do that. <laughs> this year is the year. That would be like your New Year's resolution. There's a cornucopia of things women can stick inside their pussies. There is. So, uh, I mean, I don't feel that bad for them. God. Yeah, if I was a girl, don't, I would recommend not eating the green salad when you come over to my house. Because <laughs> it's been up my vagina, for sure. <laughs> the green salad. Like the cucumber, the carrot, maybe some baby corn, maybe some full-size corn, the pickles, anything in there. Even probably the lettuce. I probably would just jam some lettuce in my vagina, too. Well, I mean, it's a, you know, back when you were an adolescent, I mean, you stuck your dick in anything. So I imagine girls probably would, yeah, you know, I mean, girls can do anything with it, with their vaginas. It's like, a, it's like their carte blanche for any kind of dildo-shaped object, a phallus-shaped object. And a lot of things are dildo-shaped, if you think about it. It is, it's true. So there you go, Adam and Eve. Uh, you can reveal uh, some uh, uh, some secrets. You can find out uh, if your girl can squirt or not. Have right? you ever been with a girl uh, when, when you're getting intimate and she said, Oh, look, it's like a baby corn. No? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, me neither. <laughs> a baby corn. <laughs> All right, the second call we got here is uh, is that gay question actually? Um, we haven't done is that gay in a while, so um, we put yeah. in we put on the theme music. 
Oh, we gotta have the theme music. Gotta have the theme music. I don't wanna sound like a queer or nothing, but I think unicorns are kick ass. Is that gay? I just watched my brother jerk off. Is that gay? I'm at the urinal and this guy's looking over the wall. Is that gay? I don't wanna sound like a queer or nothing, but I think you've got a really nice ass. So this is that gay question comes from uh, Brad the Impaler. It's actually kind of a thought experiment slash is that gay question, so let's play it. Gentlemen, Brad the Impaler, got a uh, theoretical, um, my two cents for you here. Uh, you have the choice. you got to make one choice or the other. Uh, and this is, I guess, a question for straight guys because it doesn't really work for gay guys. But, yeah, you're going to either have sex with one guy 20 times or 20 guys one time. Make the choice. Now, you know, it could get a little more personal with the one guy because, uh, you know, you can, uh, you can talk to him. You have to have sex with him 20 separate times, the same dude. Or, or as, you know, with 20 separate guys, they're just all over you, dicks a flutter. So, uh, you know, let me know what you think. Yeah, let's keep it sick and wrong, gentlemen. Bye-bye. <laughs> Do you think Bradley and Baylor stays up nights thinking about this? Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, this is a, a thought experiment. I think it's, not, it's more of an is that gay question, don't you think, than my two cents? But they are no. so related. It's not, a, it's not an is that gay question at all. Well, you don't think it's gay to uh, have anal sex with 20 dudes? No, the question would be, does anybody not think it's gay? <laughs> so there's no question. So it this, is gay. Is, is it's this, obviously gay. It's a, it's a would you rather question. I guess this is more it's of a would you sense. rather. Yeah. So. Thought, it's a thought experiment. It's not even my two cents. It's a thought experiment. I should so almost when remove... The, when, they, when you played the music, you fucked up. I did. It's you know, I thought, I thought it was an is that gay question, so I played that uh, the theme music erroneously. I apologize well, for that. We'll have to live with it now, because there's no editing in podcasting. We do not edit this show. So, Wackerly, uh, I don't know. What do you think? 20 guys, one time, or one guy, I say, 20 well, times? I say one guy, 20 times. But just because... I mean, just to, to limit the, the, the AIDS factor... Wouldn't it, no? Well, that's a good point, though. Just I just want to know what what you know. I want to get get used to it. Know what I'm gonna get. I don't want it to be like floating out there that some the last dude is gonna have this giant horse cock. Is he fucking me or am I fucking them? I think I think he implies you're having sex with twenty guys. You're probably doing. You're probably you would be the power bottom. You'd be the top. Wait, I, I'd be the top or the bottom? The top. I mean, because doesn't say you. Oh, I'd be the would top. Would you rather have sex with twenty guys? <laughs> That changes my opinion. <laughs> Maybe I'm a natural bottom and that I automatically just assumed that I would be the bottom. Does that say something about me? I don't know. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it's very revealing, Wackerly. Because um, if you're with one guy, you know, you can like, and he's like a filthy pig, you can be like, dude, we're going to have to have sex 18, 19 times more. Like, and you can start giving him advice. Like, could you please take a shower? Because you're fucking, you're gross. <laughs> And like you know, you could like I don't know. You do you do run that risk of like falling in love with the dude though. Yeah, because you're because it's it's more intimate because you're having uh, getting to know him. You're like, hey, you know, this asshole does actually feel kind of good. So, but when you think about it, if uh, you know years later you're like, God, did I ever you know have a homosexual encounter? If you if you had sex with twenty guys, you're like, well, actually, I had twenty homosexual encounters. But if you have right. sex with just one guy, you'd be like, yeah, you know, one time I had. Uh, Anal sex 20 times with one guy, but you just had one homosexual encounter. Unless you're like that high school kid who called in a couple of weeks ago to like throw in my face that he'd had sex 20 times since the beginning of the year, but it all been with his girlfriend. Like Doesn't you can't count. count every time you have sex with your one girlfriend. Exactly. Um, I would say I would have sex with one guy 20 times just because you're probably not going to get AIDS. 
That's a good point. 20, well, you could 20, just use a condom. Yeah, I suppose you can do uh, But you never know. <laughs> condoms can break. What, what do you think, Joe? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a frustrated that sigh? <laughs> I gotta go with the one guy. <laughs> you can't choose. You can't choose both. Okay. <laughs> one guy, twenty times. All right. Well, there you go, Brad the Impaler. Um, the 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 verdict has been passed. It's one guy, twenty times for all of these sick and wrong hosts here. <laughs> Although if people, I could see the other. I could see the other side of it. If people want to call in with their opinion about fucking twenty dudes instead, I'd like to hear it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so the last call here uh, we got from uh, Rusty Nails. It's been a while since um, we heard from him. So uh, he was calling Speaking at- of fucking one guy for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> He's the guy. D, buddy, where are my manners? Well, first of all, my radio. This is the fourth radio in my truck I've burned up. Yeah, the cassette adapter for my iPod wears them out. <laughs> so I have uh, fallen behind on the shows and... I didn't know you've come out to live here in L.A., and I haven't welcomed you yet. So welcome to L.A., the rudest city in the nation. Thanks, Rusty. So if you need anything, need someone to talk to, or anything at all, just give me a call, and I'll be glad to tell you I have something else better to do. <laughs> After all, we are. I'm going to drive around with this tow truck and be like, dude, tow that guy. You should totally yeah. tow that guy. Go that find like fun. some rich yuppie who just parked his Audi somewhere. Go tow that guy, and that'd be great. True enough. Yeah. A ride-along. And Lance, buddy, my uh, Pisces brother. Oh, Jesus. Uh, it's your birthday. <laughs> and uh, I believe this is a milestone year, is it not? You know, all the milestones that we hit amongst our lives. Look, starting out with what, age six, when it takes two hands to tell you, some, you know, tell someone that you're this many? Or uh, age 10, what, double digits? 13, teenager. 16, you could drive. 18, you could vote. 21, you could drink. That seems like a weird order. And also 19, or 20 when you're no longer a teenager. 25, your insurance goes down. Then there's a decade marks, the 30s and shit like that. But you're at 36. And 36 is when you could legally fuck somebody half your age. Oh, so good go point. For that this is a milestone. You've got all year. You've got the rest of your life. <laughs> Have fun. I can't wait till I'm 80 fucking 40-year-olds. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> you could almost say that about any. Uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, 36, it's, it's, um, you can legally fuck a girl half your age. It's the first year. Because if you're, if you're 35, then they're 17 and a half. If you're 34, they're, they're 16, right? Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, you're 34, the girl would be 17, so, and you can't legally have sex with her. It's not legal. Wow. So, wackily, I guess now you have a goal, being 36. That's not my goal. (laughs) It's possible, but first of all, it's never going to happen. Second of all, I don't want to talk to an 18-year-old girl. You know, I don't want to sound maudlin here, but after 30, what's the point in celebrating your birthdays until 50? It's not really a milestone. 40's big, right? I guess 40 is kind of big, 30, 40, it's, and then you just celebrate every decade. But, I mean, when you're a kid, th- those are big deals. Like 16, you get your driver's license. 21, I mean, that's like the biggest birthday of them all. That's the Shangri-La of birthdays right there. After that, I mean, I was just kind of like, ah, who cares? Yeah, shut up and go to work. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I love the girls who, who make their uh, birthdays into national holidays oh, you know, for the whole week. <laughs> it's so true, though. Girls, girls just uh, they, they put too much stock in birthdays. I think we've talked about this in the past, but it's just annoying when you have that girlfriend. That, it's, it, you know what it is? It's a cry for attention. Well, especially when they're like unmarried and don't have children, you know, and they're still our age. Yeah, and then not they... to offend anybody, but <laughs> <laughs> although I just did offend every girl that I know, pretty much. I just don't get it, though. I mean, at this age, I'm just really with with birthdays. I'd rather just have like a quiet birthday. I mean, maybe have a couple people come over and drink shots. I hate it. I hate it when my male friends buy me a gift. I hate that. I don't yeah, even like annoying. gifts. Because then, then that you means you got to reciprocate. Yeah, now I got to buy you a gift. I'd rather just just buy me a shot. I'll buy you a shot on your birthday. That's fine. Yeah. But it's like I don't make to make a big deal. Whereas girls will organize like the big birthday dinners, where it's like twenty yeah. fucking people at the restaurant. They get a cake. I, you know, I've done that too. I'm just I'm I'm learning that it's just more trouble than it's worth. I just I just find it annoying. Especially but then again, but then again, you also don't want to be. Uh, you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. You also don't want to be the guy. Who people know it's your birthday, and they're like, "Hey, what are you doing?" You're just like, "I'm just gonna be at home with a bottle of wine because I'm fucking, you know, like <laughs> listening Lord to Byron over here, and I'm gonna listen to fucking typo negative or something." Like, fuck you, you fucking piece of shit. I think the best way to celebrate your birthday at our age is to say, "Hey, I'm gonna be at this bar at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Come there and have a drink if you want. No gifts." Yep. That's the, that's the way it is. I think girls that's should uh, adopt that attitude. My two cents. Yep, my two cents right there. So people call the Sick Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Um, we do always love to, have, to, to hear from you. Uh, so we're kind of running out of time here, but um, if you haven't already, the Sick and Wrong Forum, right now, there are over 1,000 people on it. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. The, the community of the forum, the forum community, is uh, growing steadily. The members bits thread is is pretty magnificent at this point. There's a lot of naked vaginas and cocks and tits and asses on there now. I just love uh, I, I just love the general like um, I guess uh, camaraderie that's on that forum. Did you read the I like the how much or have you seen the how much do you smoke thread? No, I haven't seen that one. So, so some guy posed. I'm a pissed question. off that nobody's nobody's taken up my my challenge to start a Minecraft server. You can go going off on that again. <laughs> yes, I'm pissed off. I feel really betrayed that nobody did it. It's been a week. Did you post a thread saying I need someone to start a Minecraft server? What, what did they What did they say? They also they all basically said no. I mean, only three people even responded. <laughs> That's you it. know what? I, th- I think you might be a bigger nerd than the members of the forum. It's quite possible, but it, it there's got to be some uber nerds on there. I'm ap- about to post a thread this week <clears throat> discussing my impending trip to uh, Europe next month. Oh, Jesus. Are you going to meet fans? Um, I, You know, we're going to spend one day in uh, the UK, one day in London. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, that one night in London, I wouldn't mind uh, meeting up with a couple of UK fans. People have well, always. You'll have, to tell, you'll have to tell me how it works out because I might be in the UK in June. Are you definitely but going? One of, the, in June? one of these days, we both need to go on an official UK sick and wrong tour. And we both of us together discuss that for years. It's it's hard to it's hard to do uh, to, to schedule a trip like that. But yeah, we should. It'll be easier maybe next year, like 2012. But for now, I'm going uh, with my girlfriend to Europe, which. Um, Sorry, sorry, UK lady fans. <laughs> <laughs> I was planning on taking this uh, this trip to Europe with my girlfriend. 
And it sounded good at the time. I got a great deal on the flights, but then the unforeseen cost. A trip to Europe is not cheap. It really isn't. Yeah, I know. And uh, it, it's funny because it, you, like you can get a good deal on flights, but it's, as soon as you start realizing how much it actually costs, it is kind of expensive. But the way it worked out, we get to spend one night in London because uh, our flight doesn't leave till like 11 the next morning. So we get in London like around 1. And yeah, I mean, it'd be kind of cool to meet up with some uh, podcast fans. I don't know. I, I haven't been to London in like seven years. So I don't even know uh, where to go at all. So I imagine we'll probably get really drunk one night in London. But it's a Monday night, so I don't know if uh, London's one of those cities where things go on like every night. I hope so. Yeah, it might be. So I'm going to post it on the forum. Uh, people can give me suggestions about uh, with some cool places to hang out uh, for our one night in London. But uh, yeah, it might be kind of fun to meet some uh, some of the English fans. Put a face behind the name, um, behind the voices. But uh, people, go check out the Sick and Wrong Forum. Go to sickandwrongpodcast.com. Click on the forum. Also, thank you to everybody for subscribing to the show on iTunes. I remember last week I was bitching that we weren't getting any ratings <clears throat> for the month of March. And tons yeah, of people came that. through and uh, started uh, ranking us and commenting. And I appreciate that. Uh, our exposure on iTunes definitely helps the show out. A lot of people. I think that's the only place people ever go find out about podcasts these days. Yeah. Remember there were all those podcasts over there. Well, there were all those podcast aggregators before, but I think the only one that actually really matters is iTunes. Um, Also, uh, we also uh, we still just have uh, larges and extra larges left of the sick and wrong uh, tees. So if you're a big guy or a big gal, go to uh, sickandwrongpodcast.com, click on store. And, uh, yeah, buy a few tees. Um, currently, there's a design in the works. People, if you have any suggestions about the new T-shirt design, feel free to email us at Uh Before we get to the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week, Wackley, didn't we get a gift in the mail for St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, from some guy named Ru... I don't know how the fuck you say this. It must be an Irish word name. It's Ruari? R-U-A-I-R-I? I'm not going to say his last name in case he doesn't want people to know it. Rory? All right. Well, that's a weird way to spell Rory. He says, hey, Wackerly, stuck something in the mail for you and D in honor of St. Patrick's Day. It should have arrived already, but the post office would definitely be there. Oh, sorry. But the post office, I don't know what the fuck this sends me, <laughs> would definitely be there for tomorrow. Sent D a couple of it's messages to see if anything came, but he hasn't responded. Bloody Jew. I did, I you know, I actually I did respond to the guy. Okay. I think yesterday. Well. Yeah, have a check. Let me know if anything arrived. Cheers and enjoy. So he sent us a full fifth of Jameson Irish whiskey, and this gem here, which I'm holding up in your little what, camera. There, what dude. is that, Father Ted? It's some uh, series about some uh, I don't know child molesting priest or something. <laughs> I, I've heard other people have recommended it to me. Maybe it's set in Ireland. I don't know. The one guy's your but, twin. Uh, yeah, this dude looks yeah. like me in maybe like one more year. I've never heard of Father Ted. I don't, I'll tell you what this character's name is after I watch the show, and people can confirm whether they think that I look like that guy. Yeah, dude, that guy's your pretty twin. pretty much do, though. Wow, well, thank you, uh, Rory, for sending us a, uh, a St. Patrick's Day gift. Did you have a good uh, St. Patrick's Day, Wankerly? I took it pretty easy, actually. No green beer? I, uh, no green beer. I think I had a, maybe a shot or two of Jameson myself before the package even came in, but uh, yeah, no raging. You know, you know what's interesting? Uh, we, this, Joe got here on Thursday, so we ended up going out with uh, Pat the Engineer and uh, doing a little drinking for St. Patrick's Day. But one thing uh, that, that I just found uh, just kind of uncanny, I, I don't understand it, is so many ethnic groups 
are celebrating St. Patrick's Day. It's just weird to see black people just totally decked out in beads and little uh, shamrock hats and shit celebrating St. Patrick's Day. And Mexicans love St. Patrick's You know what I think it is? All people love an excuse to drink. Yeah. It's like Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, but do you or, go out on Cinco de Mayo and wear like a Cinco de Mayo, like a sombrero, and go out and party? Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. You just or you know what? Right you know what the black people have is Juneteenth. Juneteenth. <laughs> what, right. What was Juneteenth? I don't know, but it's something about like uh, slaves being released in June in Texas or something like that. It's like a it's like a black cowboy holiday. I've never don't feel don't feel bad. I asked my ex girlfriend about this once, and she had no idea either. When is but look June? It up. It's a real thing. It's like June fifteenth, I think. But June it's called. June you ever heard of that, Joe? No. Huh? Yeah. Look it up. It's it's more real than Kwanzaa. I mean, Kwanzaa is completely made up, right? Juneteenth has a real significance, and they have like in the South they have like it festivals. It, it, and stuff. But what about Martin Luther King's birthday? Isn't that the day that black people just get crazy, drink forties? Yeah, I think but, it's gonna frown down to go out and get too super <laughs> shit faced on Martin Luther King's birthday. You get the day off of work. On Juneteenth, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, I I do I don't get me wrong. I get shit faced <laughs> on Martin Luther King's birthday, but it's just frowned upon. You don't you can't do it in public. Huh. I wonder. Yeah, I just. I, I don't know. I was. I was just kind of uh, surprised to see so many ethnic groups just partying together for uh, St. Patrick's Day. I, just, I always thought it was just a, a uh, just a holiday where white people make asses of themselves. But um, did it make you feel good about America and Los Angeles? And did you get a little patriotic there? I'm sensing that in your tone of voice. I had a couple of tears. You know, it was, it was nice to celebrate <laughs> diversity. I was a little choked up a bit for uh-huh. you know, and then I downed my tears. And then some with... Irish guy choked you up. <laughs> Just punch me in the face and pour You're green like a little all bitch over my on head. St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> so thank you, Rory, for uh, sending us that gift. I, I do love getting gifts here. Uh, finally, here, Sick Wrong Song of the Week was sent in by Kev. He goes, do you guys know Shuby Taylor? Here's one of his no. songs for the Sick Wrong Song of the Week. I imagine Lance listens to, the, listens to this at full volume when he's wanking to tranny porn. Suck it, Kev. Have you ever heard Shuby Taylor? No. He was the human trumpet. Oh. You heard that guy? Yeah, there's a. I have this compilation. I might still even have it. Songs in the key of Z, and it's like outsider music. But Juby Taylor. Think there's a key of Z. Yeah, no, I don't know. But <laughs> it's, a I, well, it's a two disc set. It's great, actually. It's 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 considered outsider music. But Juby Taylor is the human trumpet. He he can do all the uh, the the sounds that the trumpet makes. Um, wow. he, he's uh, to check it out. very unique. So we're gonna end uh, this the the show here with uh, the Juby Taylor song. So thanks, Kev, for uh, sending it in. Uh, people, we'll be back next week with episode uh, 270. Till then, take it sleazy. Good night. Blacks, let's not forget where we came from. Let's learn to love and respect each other. Shuby Taylor. Shoo-soo-soo-wa, shree-da, shra-la-la-wee, we do saw, shra-la-la-ha, dwee-dee-blah, we be saw da ra la da da shree lo poom pa la da da shra we be saw la da da ra we da da saw pi pa little bit little dooby we da ra sa ba da ha sa la ra sa la ha ya we da sa ha ba da shra ra ba da pa little dooby shra little dooby we should be spla sha ba la ra little dooby spla sha ba la ra sweetly pa little dooby shra little dooby la ba little dooby baby little dooby la ba little dooby baby little dooby 